That actually would have Got been it. a good intro bit with that punchline at the end. It would have been fantastic. But yeah. here we are. Yeah, we're not getting because a little peek behind the curtain. I don't uh, hit record until I get at least a half a second of silence from these clowns, and the chattering goes on and on and on and on. And uh, had had we have had the recording of it, uh, I got to like hit him a second time for not giving me a half second, and it would have been hilarious. But y'all that y'all missed it, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you have only them to blame. And who are they? You may ask. Oh, wow, my co-hosts here on the One Fall Show, Chuck. Hi, that's answer. me. I, I'm tired. I'm here. I'm alive. We're doing the thing, man. You were doing the thing. I'm here <laughs> to do the thing. I did a little prep work beforehand, as Erica reminded us this morning to do uh, for, for our year-end show. So I'm, I'm as prepped as I'm going to get. That is correct. We are going to be giving our top five moments in pro wrestling this year, which yeah. is uh, the most official thing that we've done since we used to play the uh, predictor game, Chuck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. was rigged, yeah. wasn't it? No. Maybe um, a little bit. Okay, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that that one was shoot, and I was not very good at. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns out that I don't really understand how the ebbs and flows of face heel rivalries work because I've never bothered to break them down to their individual components, even though there's only like seven. It's like a primary. It's like a, <laughs> one of those puzzles where it's like right. there's a square and a triangle and a circle or an apple and a banana and an orange. Yeah. Yeah, that's how simple this is, and I've not, I've not tried to break it down. You just I, keep dropping the, the circular. You keep dropping the circular piece through the square. Yeah, I, yeah. I get the perfection piece stuck in my nose after it blows up in my face. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, second co-host, uh, we're going to move over to Justin Valentine. A bit of a chatterbox. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Wow, I, I wasn't even here for most of the chatter before the show, and I'm getting called the chatterbox. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we were commenting on the fact that uh, Erica, um, who is so gracious to to uh, be on our show, um, yes. we have a long introduction prepared for her, but yes. uh, she pointed out, or, or, she asked if we we're going to start closer to 6.30 or 7, and, and oh, we were Jesus. all enjoying the fact that you said 6.30, but then... <laughs> left yourself on mute without being on the screen until after 645 <laughs> technically closer to seven how you I'm doing gonna, man? i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm fantastic appreciate it you asking it's the week of christmas but um <laughs> so of course i'm great i'm gonna bite into my ritz cracker because yes i thought the same thing and i'm like i really hope they don't call me out for that because uh i felt good listen i have a sob story to go with it my poor girlfriend smacked her head. So her, she's not feeling well. I had to get her some medicine. I had to get her a bed. I had to tend to her while also setting up. Um, so, you know, all of that, plus my after-school snack, you know, of course has to come in. So I, I would like to apologize. Uh, I technically was home at 6.30, but you know, things happen. The Zoom meeting started at like 6.40. It's not that bad. I think it's a legitimate excuse. I'm, I'm, I will accept that answer and, and defer. There we go. All I right. win. And then um, the final piece to this four-spot puzzle, our North Star, our scales of justice, keynote speaker, keynote listener, Jack to the Gills award-winning white woman, Erica Banas. How are you doing, Erica? 
Uh, I mean, oh. I, I'm how how can anyone be doing bad after an intro like that? Which I, I I'm gonna just put out there right here right now for those who are listening. I never requested that intro. I like this is just something that happened organically. I don't want to listen to her. Go look at our group chat. It's like, guys, I want an intro next week longer than the other two or I'm not coming to the show. Okay, well, now that you've interjected here, I will I will say the thing that I was going to say about you. You look like the rock right now. (laughs) Terrible on the mic. God's playing the rock. (laughs) Yeah, no. How is that? Black shirt, black shirt, chain. chain. Black. That is not black. This is like a purple. Oh, well, your lighting is muted. awful. Wow, thanks. I, I comment your lighting and you're going to shit on mine. My lighting well, is because pop. it looked like you were wearing a, a black color shirt. It looked like you were wearing a black top with a silver chain. And I'm like, are you wearing a fanny pack? Yeah, that's that? where his, that's where his snacks are. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. just under Honest, where the camera goes. Honestly, Listen. you really should have a fanny pack. Full of That's, snacks. I don't know how you can't see a purple brown tint to that. I, am I colorblind? What? Boys? No, it's like no. very muted colors. It's okay. you're essentially in black and white. Yeah, you're just the palest <laughs> of skin tones and the red shirt on the one side, okay. but everything else is pretty, pretty muted to grays. There is. Minute, it looks like you're in the like, Matrix. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I feel like you guys are a little. Are you a fucking robot person? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, two things actually. I watched The Matrix for the very first time ever last night. What? Yeah, I know. What? Weird, right? Well, you have to understand, okay? It came out when I was 13, and I don't like sci-fi stuff. I just don't. Strange. Like it's not it's not my bag. Um, but like solid, solid film. A little yeah. annoyed while watching it, knowing how it's been co-opted by like sure. right wing fringe crazy people. And it's like God damn it. Yeah. Um, Similar, like, okay, before before we got into the Matrix, though, uh, this weekend I decided to start binge watching Boy Meets World. Okay, but then I thought of Shawnee while watching it because no, because (laughs) during Boy Meets World, you want to know who was uh, a semi frequent uh, guest star? Who was this? Big Van Vader. Ah, hey! <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like uh, Vader did like a couple of like legit wrestling spots, and I think like the first one he did, he wasn't part of WWE yet. But then I think the second one, he, that was when he was in the Fed, and uh, yeah, it's good times. But like when I when he showed up on screen, I'm like, ah, big fan Vader. <laughs> That's awesome. him. And it's I thought point. of you. Aww. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> oh, Big Van Vader. Rest in peace. <laughs> Along with uh, Dick Togo. Thank you, sir. Moment of silence. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I really hope we're able to start doing at least some video or live broadcasting of this show soon. Sure. I think it's... So people I could think, s- I think we're primed. We're ready. Like the, these yeah. moments where we're really just playing to each other are yeah. like going to be a lot of fun in terms of yes. physical comedy. And well, we're, yeah, we're just, we're just getting at going. at this point. We're just popping the boys. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. Very so, much so. Hopefully the new year we can get that going. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. So we got uh, we're going to do our top five moments uh, before we get into that. 
let's talk. Um, I want to talk about uh, winter is coming, and I would like at least Justin to talk about what to look forward to at day one. Um, Ko has resigned with the Fed. Kevin Steen will not be AEW. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised by that. I kind of love the fact that he sort of carnied us. Uh, that <laughs> sure. I, I think is, is very fitting. And I think that now it. maybe we're seeing like a leveling of what the new WWE is going to start to be, right? Like now that we're seeing people yeah. not getting thrown off the ship or diving off the ship, right? We're probably at about a level. We talk all the time about how the locker room is too small. Uh, Justin, right. I totally agree with you by virtue of the fact that they're split up. That really impedes them in a lot of ways. Sure. But I think that we're finally seeing where they're pretty close to like, this is what we're going to expect, right? And um, right. so day one, I think, is as good a time as any to, uh, yeah. to jump in, I, right? I mean, it's the, you know, stereotypical new year. So you can kind of start fresh with storyline and whatever it may be. But I wasn't too surprised with Kevin Owens. Um, staying in wwe we've been saying for a while that aew is you know too full and i think he's the first one at least in the sense of a, a signing move to to uh you know portray that right he's too big of a star to go to aew right now and just be just another guy right now and that's what he would be and it's not a knock on aew per se they just got a lot of really big names and for example i think as much as I love him over the, over there and what he everything he does, I think Adam Cole should stay in WWE, at least for the way he's been used so far, because we know how big of a name and big of a superstar he is, and he is not being used to that caliber. Not because AEW is shit, not because they don't know how to do whatever, but because there's just so much going on over there. Right. We don't have the time for you right now, and you know the ego gets to everybody especially when you get to be a star like an adam cole and kevin owens adam cole to me should have stayed in wwe adam cole deserves a lot more writing wise than what he's getting in AEW right now and i would probably say the same thing even more so about kevin owens if he ended up over there and that's why i think it's, it's smart for him to stay over there kevin owens is going to be in the world title picture you know whether or not he wins that day one uh throughout 2022 and, you know, if not the world title picture, just the main, he's going to be one of their main guys, right? And kind of forcefully so because they've had so many releases and they got a small roster. But nonetheless, that's good for Kevin Owens. He's going to be one of their main guys. He deserves to be one of the main guys no matter what company he's in. So this one didn't surprise me much, but it's the first move that made me think, all right, now the wrestling world themselves, not the, the wrestling universe, the wrestling world is starting to realize, yeah, there's a little too much going on in AEW. I probably, you know, if for my own sake and for my own TV time and my own ego, probably good to stay over in WWE, even though it's not the, you know, most, you know, welcoming place or want, you know, to be right now. The one thing I'm wondering if the move wasn't largely on the fact that his son loves WWE. And if that's his choice, like, zero criticism right like anyone who would level any criticism in that way would be a, real a money insult. a money move to oh yeah, you know definitely. yeah sure sure and he's very family oriented and he's always played the prize fighter so i mean he's you know sort of shoot and kayfabe for him um this is now i think the moment where i i can now jump in on day one and at least survey the field from the perspective of like okay, KO is going to be getting paid a lot of money. He's going to, like you said, be something of a power player. Um, so that journey might be fun to watch. 
it sort of depends on how erratic the storytelling is. You know, there are a lot of things that I'm still a little nervous about, but I think that what I can do come January 1st is embrace the idea of at least watching the highlights and the pay-per-views and enjoying the story in that way. And if I don't feel like spending any time with Raw or SmackDown, you know, I can, I can just leave that out until, um, you know, someone convinces me that I really need to jump in on that. But yeah, yeah KO staying, I thought was a really big move. You know, all speculation as to why it happened, but now definitely now there's, will Sami Zayn stay? There's probably a pretty good chance of that. You know, do we look forward to him being a long-term Miz or does there's something more in his bag of tricks? Yeah. Well, and, um, and you know, and not to cut you off, Shawnee, but with Sami Zayn too, I see them doing that with him, the same thing they did with Kevin Owens, right? When the contract, will he stay conversation came up, they're using him now. And it's almost like a way to show like, Hey, we do plan on using you. And instead of just promising that we're going to put you in a main storyline, even if for Sami Zayn, it's just the co- the comedic relief of the main storyline, but it's a way to show you, we value you to put you in the main storyline right now. And now it's one of the biggest talks of wrestling is how funny Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn are at least their, their banter back and forth. Right. It's almost a way, just like with Kevin Owens conversations coming up what happens he gets thrown into the world title picture you know instead of just hey if we if you stay we'll do this we're just gonna fucking do it now even if we're not giving you a title we're gonna put you in the main picture now to show you hey we're doing this uh, erica when it comes to aew the adam cole thing i think is a very legitimate point of view um but i also i like the new japan style factions where someone is essentially taking a break and you're watching like orange cassidy for me is always fun i think that's why i like orange cassidy where certain other there's a certain type of fan who just will never like orange cassidy totally respect that totally get it but like i always like and same el generico i always loved watching what they're doing on my screen whether it's um makes it look important or not and that builds anticipation when adam cole finally pops which we know Adam Cole's getting his moment. I mean, there's zero doubt about that. Um, to me, that it's super exciting. You know, um, I think that having him there, but not getting, but you just know it's that long, long, it's that long game, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's Adam Cole is going to be AEW champion at some point, undoubtedly. Um, not every guy that comes in can rock it to the top. Um, I, I do feel like perhaps, especially with Kyle O'Reilly um, exiting stage left and Bobby Fish is now in AEW, who knows what could come of that? Um, you know, once again, it, it, we will just, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and, you know, while Justin makes a great point about just Adam Cole being a straight up star and I, and I, I, I understand uh, where you're coming from as far as wanting him, wanting him to have stayed in WWE. But as we know, he's a smaller guy. And that's, you know, Vince McMahon has made it abundantly clear that smaller guys just aren't his bag. And, and we've all heard the rumors of how, you know, he was going to get brought up to the main roster to be a manager. Like, you know, I, under, I, I can see why you would want him to say anyone would want Adam Cole to stay in their favorite promotion. He's Adam Cole. But if he was going to be used as a manager, uh-uh, no, 
go where you're going to wrestle. Yeah, it's, I mean, once again, we don't know when he's going to get the title, but he will because he's Adam Cole and he's, he's just too goddamn good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a difference between, you know, going back to your point, Shawnee, about how, you know, the, the each product rep, er, presents itself differently. And I do like how factions, how it's, you, you kind of shake it up and like people kind of share time. And it's, it's, it's that idea of like, and we've talked about this before, you know, WWE is very much set on like one guy, one person is the stuff is the main person and they're straight to the top. And like the entire promotion is based around one guy and, and, and perhaps, you know, some people may like that and that's fine. Um, but AEW seems more like an ensemble cast to me. Sure. Do some people get a little bit more attention than others? Of course, that's going to happen when, you know, you don't have a ton of TV time. Um, In the cast of thousands. Yes. Um, and it's, well, it's going to be interesting too. Now that I, I feel like a lot of contracts will be coming up soon you know, who's going to stay, who's going to go. Obviously big swole um, is no longer in the company. Um, I I know she was dealing with, you know, various health issues. She has Crohn's and whatnot. Um, But uh, you know, it's, you know, we can speculate all we want, but we just, you know, we have to be patient. We have to wait. And um, yeah, that's about it. Um, Chuck thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, Chuck, I wanted to specifically ask you, um, what um, what do you think about the, okay, so I've seen some people um, against the idea, and I don't know if this is a, an AEW, WWE argument or not. I don't know what cross-section of what is what, okay. but if we have um, the Undisputed Era in any kind of order, right, versus the Elite over the course of 2022 is that not one of like the best professional wrestling matches for professionally wrestling like because the oh. nxt like at its height had you know what i'm saying oh 100 percent. and you're you're really you're getting nxt versus AEW in that feud um i i with the guys that you want to win being able to win which is your home right. team right the AEW team Right. Like, well, and you feel it's like the, it's so much more satisfying knowing that every time an indie, guy, you know what I'm saying? Like your guys get pulled up to WWE to raw and suddenly right. they're just getting smashed. Um, we get to see how it plays out through another person's eyes who now has all the toys. Right. Right. That's yeah. Like no, I, I think thing. as soon as um, was, it, it, I think it was on dynamite that Adam Cole said something about a Christmas present for the Bucks. Like as soon as he said that the entire wrestling world went, well, it's Kyle O'Reilly. Right. That's totally going to be Kyle O'Reilly. And I would like nothing more than a festival of friendship style turn uh, where Kyle O'Reilly comes out and the Bucks are like, yeah, look at this family we got here. And then the Indisputed Era just tears them apart. And Kenny has to come back. And then now you've got these two three-man factions that get to go at it. And like, ah, that's so good. I want nothing more. I want like that. That would put some holiday cheer in me for sure. Yeah. I'd be I'd be sitting in front of my television this Wednesday going it's Christmas because it's Christmas <laughs> oh, right. Um, if this that, happens, if this happens next episode, I don't even care if it's going to be after Christmas. We all need to yell it's Christmas. I just right. I'm not here, not just right. for me. 
but uh, going back to Kevin Owens, I, I think um, ultimately it comes down. To, I am in the camp that it comes down to he looked at the dollar amounts. I don't know if he necessarily looked at the playing field and decided, no, the other the other places are too full. I, I'm good where I am because I'm firmly I'm firmly of the belief that you if you are a creative type as a professional wrestler in 2021, you are not going to be satisfied working on the WWE stage. They are not going to give you what you want in order to go into that ring and walk out on a frequent basis and go, yeah, that was great. Like you're, you're probably cash in the paycheck had better be really, really important to you. Cause I don't know that uh, fulfillment, creative fulfillment is in the cards. Right. But for some people it's more about, I'm the the main player, even if it's shit, right? I'm the main oh, yeah. player. Well, and of there's a company there's, that's still a big stage, right? Shit or not, it might be shit on a big stage, but it's still a big stage. It's still national oh, yeah. TV every week. It's still big stadiums. Blah 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 blah. I've and said that, for years that the even though that, even though Jack Swagger held the world heavyweight title at a time where it didn't mean a goddamn thing, he still gets to say he did it. Right. And it's a similar, it's a similar feeling. Like I still Very get true. to say I was on that stage at WrestleMania. And for some people, right. that's what, that's where it is. That's, that's where it's all about. about. But I think when you look at an Adam Cole or maybe even a Johnny Gargano, you are seeing people that are going, no, there's other things that are important to me as, as well as being well-paid. I think that it might be quite possible that what we're going to see now, because You know, I go to this model of the fact that, like, each arena is a statistic, not each fan is a statistic. You know, the the E is such a corporate giant that they they operate in a very different way. And um, I saw, just a total aside, but there was, um, oh, um, was it Freddie Prinze Jr., who has worked for WWE, the uh, the actor from the 90s? And he said that when he was working for Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon said the reason he doesn't like tag team wrestling is because this is the entertainment business stressing on business and he doesn't want to have to pay for goddamn guys. (laughs) Nice. So that's fun. Uh, But shout out uh, to business. (laughs) Just, but, but, but pulling that. Okay. So, so going with that long view, the fact that Kevin Owens is now going to be a big money player in a small pond and we sort of know how the different uh, contracts go, right? Like the contracts are all pretty public. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a whole different game in terms of like knowing whether or not your favorite performers have like any hope whatsoever of, you know, getting a push versus uh, you know, the Rusev where you could even get over and you don't know you're going to get the push. But yeah. I, I think that with the smaller pond, right? Like these are like sort of the hand picked guys and the ones who stay. Yeah. They're going to, it's just going to be a different, it's a different game they're playing. And if you're like Kevin Owens, where creativity he's, he's creative in match, but he can still do that at WWE. They have definitely allowed him to do that. And I don't think that like big stories was ever his thing. He's sort of a workman like guy. He likes yeah. to go to the zoo, right? Like he yeah. <laughs> would do his interviews. And, you know, I think that it makes perfect sense both for the story that is going to be KO's career from start to retirement. Right. And I think it makes sense for WWE. I think that I'm a, I'm at least happy for he's he's one of my guys and so it gives me someone to root for. Um, yeah. 
going into 2021, WWE is going to have to fucking impress me. But if he stayed now, I think that he's going to be in that top echelon just by virtue of how much money he's making. Right. And it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You would have like in pro sports, like, do they bring a bigger money guy in? Do you get pushed down? You know, is it as simple as that? Right. Like you're the sixth man off the bench now. Right. Um, And I I also think he's so, and some may disagree with this, but I feel like he's so far removed to the style of wrestling, the thought process of wrestling that so many people at AEW have. He's been with WWE, not talking about NXT, WWE for so long. That's that that mindset's almost ingrained in him, right? Adam Cole never went up to WWE, right? NXT had a whole different mindset for the longest time than what WWE had. So the fact that Adam Cole never made it to WWE, he never was too far removed from his, uh, you know, New Japan days and any other, like any of his connections with all these guys, right? The Young Bucks and Omega and all of them, right? Kevin Owens is so far removed from Kevin Steen. Right. 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 And I feel like that, that why, that's why that connection, Adam Cole wasn't nearly as far removed just like Johnny Gargano because these guys never sure. made it to WWE. And I feel like that plays a role in why he stayed as well. No, that that makes total sense. And and you know, at his, at pay per views, he always gets to do a fun match, right? Or yes. at, at least a few times a year, uh, if nothing else. Um, you know, he's got some big moments. He always has a huge high spot. Um, so you know, uh, I can totally see. You know, as pro wrestling fans, we want him to be a pro wrestler, but um, I think that. Again, it just makes sense for the trajectory. You know, if this we wanted him to be a pro wrestler, he wants to be a sports entertainer. I actually have no problem with that. And now that doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to try. I'll say that. I'll say make that. that yeah. Watch on day one. Make that money. Make yeah, that money, it, KO. Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day, it, it it the the bottom line is one of our favorites uh, will continue to be on our televisions for you know for the foreseeable future, and you right. know he's going to be able to support his family in a in a very nice fashion. So yep. good for him, man. Yeah. Yep. And just by virtue of the smaller pond, he's going to get consistent airtime. So you know, if anyone can get themselves over, it's KO, right? He, yeah. He, yep. And and there's no doubt that this deal, I think, makes it very very clear that he has a good relationship at least in his mind with Vince McMahon. Like he feels like there's a communication flow. He doesn't, yeah. he's not like a, one of these jilted guys in the locker room who just can never get an idea over. Right. So that's all very interesting stuff. Um, anything else that winter is coming? What do we think started? Okay. First controversy, starting with the title match, Justin, what, Tell Uh-oh. us why that's a bad idea. You're not in an island with this by any stretch of the imagination. Yes. It's a very uh, popular opinion, yep. and I think it's a fair one. So tell us why this is just not good. It's not. I want to say it's horrible per se, but I feel like it's it's an example of Tony Khan or whoever's final decision this was, kind of getting a little too excited about one unique moment. Right? They got a lot of praise for the unique decision to have. Uh, Omega and Danielson opened the show at what Grand Slam or whatever they call it in, in the show you went to in New York. And I feel like it was just something of overdoing it, right? Like you got a lot of praise for it for being unique before. So let's do it again. And it's like, no, it doesn't make sense. It's a title match. It, it should have main evented, you know, and, and, and honestly, even with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega last time, there was still some some thought of that probably wasn't great because the main event is a main event for a reason kind of thing. We say that a lot with Rampage. And when the rest of your card isn't crazy solid, 
which Winter is Coming was not a crazy solid card, going in at least, right? At least to the point of having those two open the show. Because when we know, like we knew coming in with that, the rest of the show is going downhill. Not in a not in a disrespectful way to the rest, but that is no doubt far away the top match. And there wasn't a, a close second. I want to throw a theory out there. I think that there was all kinds of rumor that Bray was showing up. And they ended that night by going to dark. Yes. And then popping Sting. Is there a chance that he put that on there as the first hour one, because it's going to get ratings and a lot of Twitter traction early. Right. Right. That's, you know, my least favorite reason to do anything. But the other thing is, is then everyone was like, okay, gotta be a huge moment. Gotta be Bray. Now, is this the long con? Because I did see him say something about if AEW fans are um, waiting on uh, new arrivals, you're going to have to watch the weeks after uh, winter is coming. Is this the long con where he's going to lull us into a fault like, oh, Bray's not coming, and then boom, he's going to show up in the next couple of weeks, and do we care? Thumbs up, thumbs down on that theory. I don't care. Uh, Yeah, I'll thumbs up on that, honestly. But I don't care. I really think they need to stop relying on new arrivals at this point, please. Like, and, and not, I love Bray, but I, you know, and you know, it's always fun that you know for uh, debuts and returns and all that. But my God, just give me like quality moments within your story, which they have, right? But the fact that we're constantly teasing someone new showing up, it's like you you you've gotten to a point where you have more than enough to move away from that and spend a good six months giving us quality moments within the people that you have. Show us that you can get creative because that takes more creativity. It's easy to sign whoever off, you know, the free agent blocks because you know it's going to get a pop. Show us that you can get creative within your writing to give us the same type of pop without having to debut somebody else. It's a constant tease of who's showing up next. And that's not a realistic thing to carry on. And I feel like it's, it's to a point where you can take a break for a while and just get creative with what you got. You have more than enough. Erica, I think he's starting to panic. He's afraid one too many people in the varsity blinds are fucking out. Well, who knows what's going to happen is limited. Okay. Who knows what's going to happen with the varsity blondes after uh, what's his nuts showed up with his cancel, cancel culture shirt. Um, um, Brian Pillman Jr. Shocking, shocking. But yeah, I digress. You know, trust me, that mullet telegraphed where where you stand politically (laughs) already, brother. Thank you. Um, Now, I understand where you're coming from, Justin, as far as the whole, you know, people showing up, you can't rely too heavily on it. But then there's also the line of thinking that once again, as Vince McMahon said, wrestling is about moments. Yeah. And let's face it, when though when people show up, that's a moment. Very so true. so, you know, it's you know, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I all I know is like if Bray were to show up, cool. If Bray doesn't show up, I'm okay. I'm right. fine. Um, right. as far as starting the show with the title match, I think considering the ending and how it ended in a draw, 
if you close out a show in a draw, people would be complaining about ending a a a land not a landmark show but like one of their bigger tv shows on a draw so it's one of those things where it's like you can't you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you know at the very least like just give them a good match i will say um you know they went an hour obviously they went the full 60 minutes it did not feel like 60 minutes to me. Do you gentlemen no, concur? It was that was a, that was an amazing match. Very it was true. yeah, like that was a very well-paced like quicker than I expected 60 minutes. Um and you know, I don't know, I guess I'm just not that upset about it kicking off the show. Once again, right. because it ended in a draw, I'm just like, okay. Like I would have liked to have had a, a, a an ending, but once again, long-term storytelling there's yes. something more there you gotta be yeah. patient we told the hangman story over two fucking years okay we got yes. more in store you let just def- gotta you gotta sit and just wait on it let me yes. defend justin's stance though i think that you do zero damage by just I, like to me i think one of the complaints about not having the title matches be your headliner um your main event more so even than other other nights right like your main event on any given night is one thing but like your champ there should always be if, if the championship match is on the card that should be the highest stakes and it's so not- like have the minimum fucking respect for tradition in that way right i <laughs> and guess it doesn't hurt yeah. anything at all because those of us who are like you, you and i erica who are like ah wrestling right like <laughs> we're a little too lazy fair and right right it's not like down. if you, if you I, it's that, not like if you only put the title matches the main event that you're going to do anything to you know like that's not I, i'm not going to push back right like if so if yeah. you look at this as two different two different competing sides i'm like i would definitely concede this to the more sports oriented like if the women's match had, had been the main event even if it wasn't an hour-long broadway that would have you know like give some uh respect to your hardware i don't even think it's a championship thing at least for me i okay i, I, mentioned, I mentioned earlier it's more of, for example, if they had MJF and CM Punk going one-on-one and that was going to main event, okay, cool. Like, that works. It doesn't make much sense when we know the rest of the card and there isn't much that interesting, right? The the well, the only other notable thing that was MJF, the, the ring, the dynamite diamond ring match, that's it. You know, if you have another big-time quality match, that we can look forward to the live audience who went to the show can look forward to, then I'm good with whatever, you know, the title match opening up. It's when there was nothing else. If I went to that show, there's a good chance I might've left early because. Let me tell you, that's one thing I think that like, I can't stress enough that like you are on such uh, like, they are still in such a honeymoon period that you're such a high at their shows that it does not matter what the fuck happens as long as you yeah. get to see a couple of big moments, right? Like that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's not gonna last forever. Totally get that. Totally get that. Right. But right now, I, I will tell you, if you if you get to go to a live show, my, you're gonna fucking just the energy alone is yeah. just too much, right? That's cool. Um, so you're gonna love it. Yeah, no, but I, I like I said, you know, even the six-man tag that they they got coming up this week, if that was on Winter's coming card, and that's what they wanted the main event instead of Hangman and Brian Danielson. I'm, I, I don't say a word. Okay. It just it, it didn't make much sense. And it felt like, again, just overdoing the fact that people 
we're talking about Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson opening up. Let's do it again. Like, okay, now you're trying too hard to be unique. And it's, you know, it's just, it didn't work. It didn't work. So we did get in the headlining is uh, Darby Allen and um, Chuck, you have most recently watched NXT. Who is the skateboarding wrestler over in NXT? Ah, yes. Now, have you seen the, uh, the Twitter? uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) They, they had a, they had a, a rap battle that lasted two lines and uh, someone <laughs> two got tweets. fucking dropped. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> two goddamn tweets. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's funny because she deleted the tweet. I was going to say both it, have been deleted. Yeah. It was too late. There were screenshots had already been taken. The entire wrestling world has seen it. Um, I'm sure she was probably told by somebody higher up that like, Hey, don't engage. Just don't, don't engage with the other people and the other federation, you know, it's it's very wise. I think you came out on the better end this time, but in the future, do not engage. Um, but yeah, now for she, those uh, of us who don't have it, does anyone can someone pull it up? I was I was hoping to smoothly prompt that with my silvery tongue and fabulous introduction, but no one. Um, do, do we have Erica? Perhaps give me what, a, that. Give me a uh, Chuck, you're, you're pulling it up. That. Okay, yeah, thank you, thank it. you. Because I know I sent it to uh, I sent it to Amy as soon as it happened. So, so I uh, guess, what do we think so, about this, everybody? As uh, let Chuck read it, and uh, you guys, Erica, start with you, and then Justin. Okay. A, fa- a fan had tweeted Darby Allen and Cora Jade skateboarding match because Darby Allen had tweeted, you know, a, a picture, or a photo, or a video of him uh, skateboarding, and Darby was replied with, "Skating is a huge part of my life, not a fake character for TV." LOL. Um, that was uh, okay. Um, her response was being a good person with no abuse allegations against me is a huge part of my life and not just a character I play on TV and then put a little smiley face behind that. And it was like, it it, it was like a Mike Tyson knockout. (laughs) It's just like the internet went wild. Like, yeah, I have always been, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with Darby and, several different levels but i recognize why he is in the position that he's in and i don't hate on darby but i he's not super over with me he never has been despite the fact that he has all the traits of a performer that should i just there's something sketch about him in my opinion however um just don't be a prick right like he she fucking had to be a fucking prick exactly and arrogant prick got just punched in the mouth was it appropriate inappropriate i mean i was like oh you know (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) i mean it's it's very much a situation of like you really did bring a knife to a gunfight brother like what the hell were you thinking like of like come on come on use your head use your damn head (laughs) friggin skeleton twink asshole like, yeah. come on. If you've got a chink in your armor, maybe don't start, you know. Don't start something, right? Start That's exactly what I was going to Somebody that can stab right. you in that chink. Right. Because you got it. Like, you know this is a thing. There's, A, there's no reason to go there to begin with, right? And I don't know. There is yeah, a part like, of me that feels did- like on his end, he was playing into this skateboard match that the fan wanted to. So he was almost trying to start a little rivalry kind of thing. That's potentially the route that he could have went. But again, when you have this on your, we'll say on your resume, 
right? You're, you got a bad track record in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Don't do it. Don't engage yep. because you'll lose just about yep. every time. The only time you won't lose is if you go after a riddle or somebody, right? In riddle, it, you, what you said, Shawnee, about Darby Allen is the same thing I feel about Matt Riddle. Sure. And yeah. like, I, I that love one really hurts work. because Riddle yes. was so over with me. He was like, yeah. he was like just under KO. Yeah. Um, and I, he, I his, his work with Randy Orton, I know we don't got WWE watchers right now, but his work with Randy Orton is so funny and so damn good. And as much as I I enjoy it, I am so mad at the same time because I'm like, I don't want to cheer for you. I just stuff a couple of weeks ago where him and Randy were wearing the eighties, like blazers and he was trying to do interviews. Like that shit was pretty funny. It was funny. It's good. But then it's like, every time I laugh, I'm like, I laugh and I'm like, fuck it's riddle. You know, and it's the same thing with Darby. Like Darby is so, is so sweet. And he does his, you He's, know when you, you see a Darby Allen match, you're gonna see like some like old school Jeff Hardy style. Oh my god, exactly. that guy's dead bumps. So you're gonna be entertained, but at the same time, you're not gonna be like, oh yeah, he paid bumps to fight each other. That's not cool. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so right now we've got um, how did that? So we, we Darby and uh, and Sting against the so whole sort of. Um, yeah, FTR, right? FTR attacked them a couple of weeks ago, so they came back to uh, attack FTR, and now we've got a six-man tag where CM Punk should actually get his hands on MGF, which probably won't happen because that's how you book that match. Those two do not touch until MJF cannot escape. And MJF, MJF has the option to tag out. He has the option to... to you know, drop down off the apron the whole match whenever CM Punk yeah. is involved. And that's exactly, that's heel shit, man. That's that's what you look forward to. Do we so, want them to carry that out, though, until their next pay-per-view in March? Oh, I'm I'm for it just because it's been it's been gold every week that those two are right, but other. but we still we're talking over two months from now, and we've been going for four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, but think about like back in the day when there were what like four or five pay per views. Right. Shit got dragged out. Like, yeah. like yeah. that's that's how it used to be. It's so, just, there's still a lot of moving parts and different twists and turns that can take place, right? And that's I mean, what's going to have to happen. Like, right, like right. I just, it can't be a CM Punk chasing MJF for three months thing. Like, no, you especially because some... as much fun as it was to see them square off on the mic, it's not as great as you'd want it to be. <laughs> so you don't no, want because... to keep having that battle every. Well, you know. and and you know you got it once and it was amazing, but after you've gotten it the fourth or fifth time, then it's like, eh, I've seen this. Right. What's oh. what's next? What? Else and you also don't do? want it because, in, in my opinion, CM Punk is reminding us MJF is still young. As great as we think MJF is as a heel and on the mic, him being paired off with CM Punk in a promo battle showed that he still has a lot of work to do. And you don't want a guy like MJF who, you know, in AEW's mind is one of their futures, right? Looking bad too often if you keep putting him in, him in different promo battles with CM Punk. I just wanted to take a minute because I, I, I didn't get a, a word in. We were talking about the Brian Danielson and uh, Hangman Page thing. I think this is another kind of long-term storytelling thing in that 
in the short time Brian Danielson has been in AEW, he has had two title matches where he has gone the distance but not sealed the deal. And I think if he were to continue to be a heel, this is where Hangman can throw in his face. Dude, you just can't finish. Like, you, you can hang, but you ain't got it here. It's a, it's yeah. a different ball game here, and you ain't got it. Now I have to I have to throw something out there because Chuck, you made the same mistake I did, and God forbid we critique AEW. Jesus Christ, AEW fans, relax. Okay, <laughs> yes, thank you, Shawnee. Uh, and that's not even a shot at just Shawnee. That is to AEW fans in general because Jesus. Um, the first match between Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson was not for the title. No, it was just a match. Right. So that I got ripped to shreds for that because god forbid i said i'd rather the main event be the last match of the show and aew fans threw a little hissy fit against shawnee not talking about you literally other oh, AEW i just fans troll you out there. i mean i, I know <laughs> shawnee shawnee was just trolling me but my aew god forbid please i'm an aew fan i can complain about aew the same way i complain about wwe and still be a wwe fan that's part of being wrestling. And, you know, same thing goes for Tony Khan going after Fox or was it Fox news? I think for, yeah. uh, you know, commenting on the ratings going down again, if you, if you can't take it, <laughs> don't that. be in this business, <laughs> please don't be in this business because live it's live TV. And as great, as hot as AEW is, there's still going to be certain things that we don't like love, whatever. And you're going to get critiqued. That's part I, of being up there. I do agree with Erica though. And, and I think from a business standpoint, if you know that match is going to be a 60 minute draw, you certainly don't end the show with it. You can't stick it in the middle of the show because it's very important to yeah. get that beginning of the hour rating. Right. And if it's in the middle, the dead middle of a match, you're not drawing people in with the middle See, of a match. Here's, so here's the thing. I, I am sort right of the front against all of you in this regard. If the crowd fucking flips and throws their beer at the ring and booze you fucking play on that because Thank you. the internet is a hundred percent gonna be like a huge yes. argument over whether or not that's boo worthy or not and eventually you're gonna get to play to because it's oh, gonna just be a it. fucking twitter war right like it's yes. gonna be a fucking blast it's gonna be a romp it's the same you end, thing you know, as, yeah it's, it's the same thing as you could if, if say they did that as the main event People live and people at home can hate it all you want. You're going to watch next week. The next time they come to your town, you're going to go. And we talked about AEW needing to create heat. Fuck it. Do it. Yeah. Let them they should go it. like full fucking Ric Flair and just have, have them both show up and do an hour Broadway at every fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> just building so much heat. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, and I get do you watch Rampage well, or do you watch Dynamite this week? Well, I watch the half that counts, the back half where it's just Daniel Bryan in a one hour match that goes to a draw again. No, I didn't bother. <laughs> right. But I did. Yeah. I did tell Justin that last week, too. I saw him uh, briefly uh, yes. between the shows. And I did say it really I can I can identify the hypocrisy in my own mind that if anybody else would have taken an hour of my time an hour of my show like that i'd be pissed but for some reason daniel brian danielson gets a pass and always will because i'm just like hey, he's a fucking great amazing technical wrestler i saw a great amazing yeah. technical wrestling match 
Yeah. Yeah. He's so fucking good, isn't he? He's like, great. there's more and more people talking about him being the goat. And I think that it is fucking appropriate. Yeah. I have loved his return to AEW. That yeah. whole fucking arc has been yeah. just brought me so much joy. I, and, I saw a stat to go on that, Shawnee. He, as of right now, he's not announced for a match this week on either Dynamite or Rampage. And if that stays, it ends a run, I think, of 13 weeks in a row oh, wow. of a Brian Danielson match. And there's like 17 matches within there because of either pay-per-views or uh, you know right. Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, there's 17 matches in there. What a fucking run for and him, man. Man, like <laughs> some bangers first off. Yeah. But yeah. like to culminate yes. in a one-hour Broadway with the champion, it's a pretty fucking good little mini story arc, right? It's a, like it's not the big picture, but like that's a nice that's a nice yeah. arc. And I do I do get the business side of it that both Chuck and Erica brought up, but again, you should have put a, a, a better caliber match at the end of the show, then. Oh, I agree. Okay. I agree. Like Matt Sedell and Wardlow does not move the needle. Nope. I don't know why this isn't on dark, but I, no, that especially felt like for a, a show called like Winter is Coming, like you set the bar for a, that show last year. So we felt like but and it kind of underperformed outside. Like the match was great, right? But you set the bar for winter is coming last year. And then so you, we felt like this was going to be a big show with a big match card. And it really wasn't outside of Hangman and Danielson. Oh, Dante and MJF put on a good show. but And I thought the Sheeta um, Serena, Serena D match was Serena solid. Yeah. I thought that right. was a solid match. Yeah, and, but that's a no solid is- dynamite match. I know we've been talking right. about. AEW for like a half an hour now, but I did want to bring up the fact that uh, fucking Ty Conti and uh, Penelope Ford on Rampage, amazing. That was Somebody, good. Really I swear good. to God, because it's a it's a it's a submission match, and most submission matches that I've seen have been long, and they like start slowly, and you work a body part to get that submission. I swear, somebody told these girls, "Hey." Um, the Bucks and Adam Cole took up like half of the time we had allotted for your match. So you're going to have to move it. And they gave me a submission match I've never seen before in that they transitioned to like 12 different holds between the two of them, uh, just one after another, after another. And it was entertaining as fuck. Very cool. And you've been critical of them. And I think we've all been sort of critical of the women's division. How are we feeling about it right now going into the new year? Do we all agree that we want to see bigger moves in the women's division over the next six yeah. months than in the men's okay, division. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. gotten better, but yes, they need it. I think yeah. as a whole in wrestling, if we're talking about things with that we want next year, I don't want long title reigns. It doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> this just... week, we're talking about the five best things that we had. All right. How's Fair. that for a transition? But now, I think Patel! that... Yeah, Save that, Chuck. After uh, after the we don't after we sign out, bring that yeah. back up. Okay. All right. So, does everybody have their list together? No. No. I, I have it. Right. Who does have it? Like it's it's yeah it's uh, wow yeah. it's in, wow, it's wow. in here Actually which waiting. means it's okay. not to go let me let me can you give me my, okay okay <clears throat> hold on kayfabe motherfucker. Kayfabe, motherfucker. Does everyone have their list? Hell yeah. yeah. Damn yes. right. Oh, I'm I not editing homework. that, but boy, it's so much better the second way. <sighs> I'm back on the weed, everybody. I took about four weeks off. Fucking miserable. <laughs> Fucking miserable. Back on the you're weed. You're miserable now? Or no, 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 no. I was. I was. Back on the weed. You, you, s- 
You seem very jovial. Like there is definitely a difference and good for you. I'm glad that you are feeling better. Get that. I think the show, I really like the way the show has gone. I've been ping ponging it back and forth. I think I've been keeping it lively. I think we've gotten some good opinions out on things that we don't normally talk about. Fucking digging on it. But I'm excited about the list, the top five, the top five. You just made a list. So are, I, I'm assuming, are we not, uh, anyone is, uh, we're not uh, doing this in order, a uh, particular order? Or who- I can. You well, know, I, I'm I, sure I there's stuff, I'm sure there's stuff that's going to be on everybody's list. That's going to be very interesting to see. So let's, let's do it this way. We'll go round robin. We'll start at number five. Okay. And um, let's see now. I like that. Yeah. Start at number five for each and see, you know, where. Yeah, we'll just take right. them down. And, and, um, and that'll kind of take it away from everyone because there are probably some moments that are identical, but the differentiate could be, you know, where we rank it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I've got seven on my list right now and I didn't actually process it down. So what I think I may do yeah. is I may kayfabe it. And if someone has it on my list, uh, I'll just pull it and then I'll right. call it at yeah, the end. I'm going to mention honorable, honorable mention. mentions after we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, let's try it's to avoid to the best of our show. ability. The, I also like that match for all the same reasons that they both said, like, okay, let's keep it <laughs> fucking snappy. All right. <laughs> Chuck, let's start with you. Number five. Well, if my if I got to go with number five, which is the thing that I'm happy about, but the least happy about WrestleMania, I got to say the entrance for The Fiend was exactly okay. what I wanted, even if everything surrounding, even if the match and the build and everything was just full of bullshit I did not enjoy. That entrance, him coming out of the cocoon of burned fiendom into like this new version of the fiend and Alexa Bliss and the box-shaped structure even. Oh, the box-like structure. Really? That entrance, the entrance alone was exactly what I wanted. That was my WrestleMania out of two nights. That was my WrestleMania moment was just getting that fucking code orange version of of his song i I, I think that this has been the perfect start the perfect number five (laughs) that's fine (laughs) (laughs) and number five is box like structure structure. structure. (laughs) i love it the moment like and then what was the uh top five most disappointing moments the moment (laughs) that that Fucking entrance ended. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right up there with the fucking finally uh, pulling, like when they finally cut uh, the, the 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 anarchists and the black masks. That fucking yep. stupid uh, ass yeah. faction. The goddamn, and, uh, uh, the goddamn retribution. <laughs> retribution. Yeah. And they all um, wear main masks. Uh, yeah. The two different uh, firing uh, chunks of people being fired yeah. uh, on that list. Yeah, you, you, the, you mentioned retribution too. God. You feel back for Mustafa Ali. There's reports they have nothing for him in creative. Which yeah, is zero. Wild. <laughs> he used That's to be a wild. Cop. He used to be a cop. Like yeah. you, you can't fucking come up with a like superhero right. cop baby face with one of like yeah. the most over guys in your company. How many guys up. in the independent circuit have come out with cop gimmicks with fake guns? You guys can't yeah. jump on any of this. Yeah. See, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Ali is not super over with me. I don't think he deserves to not be on TV, but I'm not like overly upset because I've never been crazy about him. He's been, so, he's good. I'm I not think crazy that. Mustafa Ali is a touch over the other two, but I feel like uh, him, um, Cruz, 
and uh there's a third uh, person who I was thinking of in the same probably, category. Probably Ricochet. Ricochet, one hundred percent. The one. I'm more yes, where it's like all of them Ollie. need to figure out like how to kick themselves into the next gear in the WWE yeah. system because they're so one-dimensional right now, and they yes. just have not quite popped that yet. Ricochet, Ricochet is the one that I'm like, God, just get going, dude. You are so good. Like more than yeah. Ali for me. I feel oh, like yeah. if you he's, put Ali he's so and fucking Ricochet, good in the Indies, man. Find Ricochet matches in the Indies. He's so fucking good. I feel so like if you good. stuck Ricochet and Ali in a tag team, like that's the first step and to getting them. And they've come close to that like twice. Gotta pay four goddamn people, Chuck. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Who's next? Who's got their number five next? Um, Erica, you want to go? Or you want me to go? No, JV, you go. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Big E being WWE champion. I, I feel like, you know, and I've said this a couple times talking about this. I feel like this is already on pace to be better than Kofi's run, to feel more legitimate than Kofi's run. And what I mean by that is whenever he loses the title, whether it's at day one or whatever, he's n- going to stay in the title picture. He's going to stay in the main event picture. Even if it's not for the title, you'll see him in main event matches on pay-per-views, even without the title. Kofi, I loved his run. I was happy for him. But he not only the way he lost the title, of course, to Brock, but more so that he went right back to being into a tag team and has been nowhere near the main event picture since, besides getting squashed by Bobby Lashley over the summer. Outside of that, nothing. Big E, I, I highly doubt that'll be the same case for him. He's already huge, a lot more publicity than I saw for Kofi during his run already from this. So happy for him, too. He's such a good dude. Uh, so that's going to be my number five. Erica. All right. Now, obviously, this whole concept, you know, of like a, a top five as our last show of the year was my idea. And I almost made my entire top five ridiculous crap. But I did. <laughs> but however, I, I do have my my lone ridiculous thing is my number five. Um as look, as we all know, wrestling Twitter can be a very toxic place, but occasionally uh, it can be a very fun place, especially if we come across like a fun moment that people just latch onto and and just kind of like basically just drive it into the ground. But it's fun. Um, so number five for me is all the one liners about Chris Jericho's wife maybe being at the insurrection attempt. <laughs> because they were all really good and all very funny uh so that's my number five i don't think i really need to explain past that and yeah shawnee what's your number five man outstanding outstanding oh boy so i guess let's see i guess uh, there's a couple on there i just am having such a hard time with i'm gonna say for uh number five uh brit versus thunder rosa the uh hardcore match um man that was a great fucking match thunder rosa went over but in um a rivalry that ultimately saw her you know obviously lose to now the long running or was she already the champion at that time was that the she was going after she was gunning after her whatever it was a whatever it was a great fucking moment and it went on for such a long time and culminated in such an amazing like we were like okay first off I think that hardcore matches are dicey just in general, right? Whether it be the failed explosion we've seen or the silliness of the, uh, the airbag, like if you're going to do like hardcore stuff, the goop that you can see on the burning table, like if you're going to do hardcore stuff, you have to really fucking be able to sell it. And they just put on an amazing match. Bully Ray called it the best match in AEW up to that point. 
great fucking stuff. All right. Where are we at? Number fours? Number fours. All around. Well, honestly, Justin took my number four, or at least half of my number four. Getting to see the other two members of the New Day in 2021 kind of get their flowers between Big E, getting money in the bank and cashing it in, getting a heavyweight title, and then Xavier getting to be king of the ring is really, like, it's pure. I know I said it a couple of, like, a month or so ago when it was on SmackDown, but there was... Uh, him crowning Kofi as like his right hand, his knight. And for a minute there, I was like, man, this is typically where the heel turn happens and it didn't happen. And it was pure and it was joyous and the crowd was behind oh. it and, and I loved it. And it's great to, great to see both of those guys really getting to come into their own this year. I like it. Um, my number four, you guys going to yell at me for staying in WWE or no? No, absolutely it's not. Yeah. It's, okay. it's your list, baby. Go for it. All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar's face turn. God damn it, Justin! I am, I am, man. Listen, think oh, about this. Geez. Brock Lesnar has been energy. heel. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus, <laughs> it's Christmas. Relax. <laughs> 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 oh man, think about this though. Brock Lesnar has been a heel going back to his first run in WWE before this turn for just about 18 years. He turned heel in summer of 2003 and has not been faced since. And he's been the same type of heel for 10 years since he originally came back in 2011. And for him to come out after all that time and not, not just the fact that he's turning face, but he's getting over with it. People are loving it. He is fucking hilarious. It is good. Like the promos with Sami Zayn are fucking gold. And it is finding, you know, we talked about Brock and Roman having all these matches and they're doing it again, doing it again. They found a way and he found a way to give us a twist that you didn't see coming into the Brock Roman where it feels a little different. It's the same match. Yes, but it feels a little different. He changed his whole look. It is fucking great. Roman just fired Paul Heyman. So now Paul could, you know, how is that dynamic going to look with Paul back with Brock Lesnar, but Brock's his goofball now. Like it's good. It's good shit. It is. That is the best sales job for this rivalry that I think that you could like, that is, I, I think really hinged on your enthusiasm, obviously, but you summed it up really well. But the, the statement that like the first time in 18 years that he's a baby face, yeah. Is like, ah, oh, yep. that that's a wrinkle. That's a wrinkle. And, I did see, and he's talking for himself, which is wild. It's wild. I did <laughs> see right, the, right, great promos. I did see the finish for SmackDown uh, about an hour before we uh, recorded, and I gotta say, it was really, really good. Yeah, I, I think that I'm getting to a point where I'm like metabolizing all the things that I hate about the company, and just saying like, okay, now I'm gonna like find a way to ease into the water like with that stuff all packed away and like okay yeah. what am i gonna look for that i like and this that was a really compelling i think uh yeah getting, that was really compelling um getting this, I, i'm this, here for that this godfather like kiss off between roman reigns and paul Heyman was like it's been a long time coming so you know to finally get it is something but the way they yeah. delivered it too was very well done yep awesome 
All right. That's me. My turn. Number four, um, just Shingo Takagi, period. Uh, New Japan had a very rough year, obviously due to COVID. You know, Japan's borders were pretty much closed to Gaijin talent. They dealt with a number of high profile injuries, but Shingo through the entire year was so goddamn impressive. Uh, he had he had six, count them, six five-star or more matches this year. Six. Dang. And like, and like I looked at all of them because like I, you know, I, I I'm like six. I'm like, what oh, what were all these six? Uh wait, hold on. Let me bring up my notes. Um Shingo Taka, you know, Takagi versus Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Kingdom night two. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that was a banger. Unbelievable match. Uh, then you had uh, Shingo against Tanahashi at New New Beginning. Unreal. Um, Osprey against Takagi at the New Japan Cup. Also amazing. You, then you had um, the rematch, Osprey versus Takagi at uh, Wrestling Dantaku. That one got six stars, and it deserved it. It was just, whoo. Uh, then Tanahashi and Takagi again at uh wrestle grand slam and then his last uh five star or more match this one was a five five and a half star match it was takagi versus ishii which <laughs> oh oh boy so physical so intense so insane um just what a what a he stepped the fuck up and way to go and like he is a star and if you don't believe it then fuck you <laughs> whoa, whoa, strong words. Strong right, listen, words from the award-winning white woman. Yeah, right. Listen. <laughs> That's the keynote speaker coming out of her. Listen, my my Zoom screen has Chuck and Erica on the left and me and Shawnee on the right. Listen, the left side's getting very hostile right now. You guys need to relax over there. <laughs> Just the top five lists. Jesus. So, Erica, uh, tangentially, um, we got Wrestle Kingdom coming up in a couple of weeks yes. we're gonna be live tweeting that oh yeah i'll be i'll be up right. i'll be i'll be all doing right. it like i'll be five in we the still morning. Do it? I, thought, I thought we're all i was gonna say i thought we're all coming over and sleepovers jammies and all. sleepover i mean look if i mean You're i'm not I, gonna I, kick me out if i show up in my jammies i certainly wouldn't turn you guys away if all of a sudden you showed up you're like we're here we're ready to watch i'm like knock, get your knock, get knock, your asses knock. in here i'll make some cocoa <laughs> yeah, right. Um yes. do we know what is you what is the status of Takahashi? Is he still in the middle of a long injury? I feel like he got hurt. Oh, Hiromu? No, Hiromu's yes. back. He's Hiromu, back. Okay. Hiromu won the uh best of the super juniors. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Um in, in a great match against uh Yo. Uh, oh. which really solid, <laughs> from, solid match. From well, because Vice. show yeah, well, show is now in Bullet Club. So Excellent. the Rapungi 3K broke up and it's, you know, this was kind of Yo's big, even though obviously he took the L, it was kind of, it was, it was a very impressive match. If you have the time, I, I highly recommend going I feel back like and watching it. If you're watching the elite era, New Japan, you were sort of seeing them as young boys, which is yeah. fun now to see where they're at. Right. <clears throat> All right. Number four, Shawnee. Oh, right. Ooh, man, for my number four, I am going to say so this is one here that I'm going to earmark because I feel like someone else is going to call it and I'll just give like the nod like, 
Oh yeah, that was on my list. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> Nick Gage versus Jericho. Um, <laughs> the hype for Nick Gage showing up, which was going to be like, how are you going to possibly make this work? Um, the promise of the trials of Jericho, which went from the highest of highs. Talk about, okay, so biggest moments, Nick Gage showing up. Biggest disappointments, fucking watching Jericho get hoobied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a torpedo in the middle of that fucking program. You're trying to put him over the five trials. And it's just like, <laughs> but uh, Nick Gage with the pizza cutters and the light tubes, they put on a hell of a match. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, it was like a bigger spotlight on Nick Gage than it was Jericho. And that's fine by me. Uh, so that was, um, I, I fucking, I, I ate that shit up. We're up to number three, right? Yes. Number three. Yes. How about Minoru Suzuki coming to stateside for a handful of matches? Uh, that okay, is huh? fucking okay. awesome to get to see the murder grandpa on this side of the state. In fact, Shawnee even got to be in the same room as the murder grandpa. Twice. One really, really big room. How cool, man. How cool. <laughs> one really, really big room. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three. Sticking with WWE. Sorry, don't worry. I'll get the AEW. God. If anything, be happy that AEW is at that the ranks top of the so list. high. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, I'm getting WWE out of the way for you guys. Um, I'm gonna go John Cena's return because this was the first pay-per-view back uh you know with live crowds, and that pop was so great. Like, if anything, I'll call it the pop for John Cena's return, not necessarily John Cena's return, I guess. That pop, they hear that pop from a live crowd. You know, a, a, in a big stadium, <clears throat> excuse me, for a pay-per-view, the first live pay-per-view back, you know, with, in front of fans. That was such a good moment to feel as a wrestling fan in general. Again, not about John Cena's return. Obviously, we didn't expect much of it. He was here for a month, lost the Roman by whatever is more of hearing that pop for the first time. It felt so good. Uh, as a wrestling fan, that it, as much as it was another John Cena return, it felt like something so much bigger that night because it was, uh, for that sense. So I'm gonna go with that with number three. Yes, it was also a super spreading event. Erica, what is your number three? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. It was a great moment. <laughs> I love John Cena. Um, so yeah, we kind of touched on half of my number three, but uh, my number three as in an entirety is women's wrestling takes center stage again. And part of that is obviously the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match, but also Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair headlining the first night of WrestleMania. Um, it, it's, it's just nice to see women still being taken seriously and that it wasn't some sort of fad, uh, for a number of the promotions. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I spoke, um, at length here, I think perhaps on nerd radio a, a couple of times, but a, a big reason why I fell off with wrestling was just how poorly women were treated and to see them not be props or just, just straight up sex objects for lack of a better term. It's just nice. It and just you know, if you what a concept if you give women the time, uh, they they can they can produce good good matches. What shocking! <laughs> what? 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 Oh, right. 
All right. Shawnee, number three. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm looking at my list in two ways. It's like the biggest moment, like one very memorable moment is like sort of a, almost like an Academy Award kind of moment. It's not necessarily my list, but it's certainly something I'm going to remember the most. So I think I'm going to push it to the top of my list. But personal travel, I got to go to that AEW Grand Slam. It was Brian Danielson's first match. He shows up early. I mean, we had already seen the first thing I got to see Thunder Rosa's name pop up on the big screen. She was recording a dark match. And I was like, this is great. I was with Jack Manley, a friend of the show. I don't know that he's necessarily a listener. He does uh, does a podcast of his own. Um, If you're a cinephile, it's very good. The title's not going to be in my head right now, but I will include it in the show notes. So you should definitely check out his podcast if you're a cinephile. Uh, But regardless, personal moment awesome like i said earlier the energy is so amazing like you just can't like you you can almost i think right now they're getting by on some sloppy shows because you're just so excited that you know you're it's it's a blast um and uh yeah brian danielson versus versus kenny omega how fucking cool is that hell yeah yeah, i'm cool we're up to uh, number two Number two. Number two. two. It's funny that Shawnee's number three was kind of a personal one because that's where my number two is. My number two is um, getting to do Astronomicon this year, getting to do all those panels. I got to chat with Mick Foley. I got to, uh, you know, do a panel with Darby and uh, and uh, uh, Ty. And (laughs) I got to talk to uh, Shawnee's giving me this look like I'm missing somebody's name and I'm fucking it up. Um, I got to talk to Tony Schiavone. Handsome Handsome Tony! Tony! Yeah. (laughs) Handsome Tony was super charming, and I hope I get to talk to him again uh, at some point down the road, because he was just, he was... He's everything you would imagine getting to talk to Tony Schiavone for five minutes would be. Astronomicon's coming up. Are are we going this year, Chuck? I don't know. Can I tag along? (laughs) You know what? Yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about it for sure, because I don't even know if I'll be there. But if I'll be there, you can absolutely come with me. All right. And uh, uh, I mean, even if you can't, I I can buy your ticket if you just want to go. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Okay, I'll go into AEW now. My number two is going to be Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showing up Uh, that for me to a to do a moment like that obviously when one person of that caliber shows up you think that's the moment and you're still freaking out about my god it's adam cole and then oh my god brian danielson too what's got like that type of moment and eat promotion aside is so huge in wrestling and that was the moment right there when i was like and i was already watching AEW regularly regularly but i'm like this shit's real. Like this, this is, we have two legitimate promotions now to watch every week to be a wrestling fan. And it was that moment right there where I was like, that's it. This is it. So uh, yeah, no, that was huge for me. That had me going and uh, both, I love them both. And they've both been doing so, you know great work. Uh, of course I want Adam Cole to do more, but they're, they're both doing great work. All right, so my number two kind of uh, emulates uh, JV's, but I just put all out the entire pay per view. Shit, yeah. uh, that was the pay per view of the year to for for me, um, top to bottom. It was just um, it was solid. Um, it was one of the few pay per views that after like the next day, um, Eric and I rewatched it because we were like, let's let's watch it again. 
because yeah. it was just it was just so it was so good. Everything was great. No notes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I thought of having that on my list. That was almost my number two because it, it was definitely pay-per-view of the year. But what was number two, sir? Oh, actually, no. Wait. No, it's Johnny's turn. Johnny's. Wait, why did I not write down? Oh, no, I was looking at. I'm writing down all of your 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 lists just uh, for posterity. And I apparently can't read. It's fine. <laughs> I was looking at Shawnee's list and then I was whatever. Shawnee. Which, make, which makes floor. you writing down the uh, the titles every week even more impressive. I Well, I'm, I, I have been writing down titles this episode. So so all there right. you go. Let's do right. it. I'll Johnny, number two. All right. My number two is the same week I got to see Grand Slam. I got to see GCW. Uh, I mean, I got to see uh, uh, Effie win the internet title for Matt Cardona, that fucking old-timey internet title he had back Hell when he was doing yeah. his show. <laughs> Suzuki versus Homicide obviously was the thing. I mean, like, to see Suzuki in that small of a room and at the end where he actually took the mic and people keep asking me if I'll be back, I'll be back. New York. It was fucking very cool. It was very, yeah, very yeah. cool. Oh, and I saw Taiji Ishimori. I don't even know if I ever talked about that no. from, the, from the Bullet Club. Yeah, against Tony Deppin in a fucking phenomenal professional wrestling match. We're up to number one, right? Yes. Number one. I'm really curious. I'm going to give you guys my number one and then you guys can chime in because I'm sure it's got to be on at least one other person's number one list. It's got to be CM Punk. It's got to be like it doesn't get any better in 2021 when it comes to professional wrestling than CM Punk returning when we all were pretty sure that was never going to happen. So, yeah, um, I it. mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I purposely omitted it from my list because I figured one of you would have would have done it. But I think my number one is still pretty solid, uh, but it's not my turn yet. So, JV. all right. Well, JV and Shawnee, do you want to chime in on CM Punk? Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, first, I'll, I'll get my number one first. I'm gonna go the uh, the Golden Egg after Survivor Series with Austin Theory. Um, Fair. I can't. Even, I can't do it. I was gonna. Try, I was gonna try to do a whole. I can't even do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna try um, and defend that. Yeah. Right. I Vince McMahon being back on TV. Austin Theory is a future star. I, I I felt like that was the perfect way to get him over. Um, you know, on a big pay per view. You know. Fantastic writing. No, Justin, I would if, see, if you could. He's if the you prototype. Could, he's the prototype. In 15 yeah. years, we're gonna pull this. We're gonna we're gonna pull this audio, and we're yeah. gonna fucking sell <laughs> the shit out of it. By then, by then, in 15 years, you'll fucking get kayfabe, and we're gonna right. put you <laughs> so over. I was gonna say, if you could have kept kayfabe for that, we were going to start introducing you in the same way we introduced Erica. But your first thing was going to be WWE simp. Yeah, right. Justin, right. Justin <laughs> Valentine. Come uh, on, give oh, us the man. real shit. I went CM Punk as well. Uh, that was a where were you when moment. Uh, like like Chuck said, you, you didn't think it was going to happen. That was another moment um, in a, for AEW, not just the caliber of CM Punk, but the fact that you got him to return to wrestling, right? Like we've been wanting that since he's been gone from WWE. And the fact that what you have going on over there was enough for him to get back in shape and to get back into the business that he hated for a while because of WWE is huge. That was a big slap in the face of WWE. That was an awesome moment. I'm a huge CM Punk guy. Uh, that was 100% my number one. 
so my my number one is also a return, um, but it's it's maybe a little bit more of an abstract one. Trent, um, it, um, Trent's it's mom. Yeah, Trent's I, mom. I mean, Trent's first of all, minivan. we all look. We all popped when we saw Sue, and and then when then when Excalibur went Sue. <laughs> it was it was great. It was awesome. Uh, but my number one is just um, fans returning to wrestling. Um, 2020 sucked. It was a horrible year. Um, really, let's face it. 2021, not all that better. And you know, if you if you had your druthers, you could perhaps you know maybe not in the wrestling world argue that man 2021 might have been a little worse. But that's another conversation for another day. But um, let's face it, fans, you know, and their their live reaction are very much part of of what makes wrestling great. And so when crowds were able to return, even in a small capacity, it was such a huge difference. Um, And it, it just it made every show, regardless of the promotion that you love the most, it just made the show all that better. That's a good pull. Thank you. I know. Very yeah, good. I, very good. I'm mad, I'm mad. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, my number one is going to be just because again, it's going to be such a memorable moment. And I think that it sort of caps like the last of the gold brand NXT, but Bianca Belair on night one of WrestleMania. Uh, we were so curious as to what WrestleMania was going to offer us. And it was a pretty mixed bag. All things considered like, um we did uh, bad bunny overperformed yeah i will i will hand them that uh but the ending the show with the women's match and bianca Belair going over it was uh, shocking how much it like it created the controversy of uh of the return of becky and the whole like was this too soon and how did it but like that whole moment is going to be very memorable to me and the emotion in her delivery because she is such a shoot like her and her character are like one in the same. Right? right. And she just wears her character on her sleeve. And uh, so that was, uh, that's one that I'm going to remember for sure. Going forward. My new top moment is Shawnee actually putting a WWE moment as his number one moment in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> if you can have the egg, I can have the box like structure. <laughs> <laughs> are we trading on our list? I'll give you CM Punk. <laughs> and Adam Cole, exactly. Brian Danielson, exactly. Nick Gage. Uh, I, I have a couple honorable mentions, by the way. Go for uh, it. Girl. I just want to throw out there. Is Eddie Kingston on uh, any of them? Uh, he's part of it. Uh, we have. I did have Bianca Belair on there. Um, her main event with Sasha Banks, the hair whip across the the oh. torso, oh, and yeah. that was such a fucking great spot. Um, Pat McAfee. Uh, uh, you know, your boy. Yeah, 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 yeah on commentary, I, I gotta he, give him that. Yeah, he he belongs on there. That guy is so fucking solid, and the fact that he started his WWE run impressing us in NXT matches is that much more impressive. Um, you know, for what he's done. I mean, don't ever forget when John Cena returned, and Michael Cole yells, "It's John Cena," and Pat McAfee says, "Where." into the moment oh my god it's so fantastic i'll never forget that and then i'm gonna just go promos oh eddie kingston and cm punk cm punk and mjf edge and the miz i'm gonna put on there roman reigns and john cena we saw some solid promo battles this year 
uh, some great one-liners. We, you know, AEW referencing WWE and even WWE referencing AEW, which is always gets a pop out of everybody. Um, a lot of those were a little bit later in the year, so it one kind of fueled the other. But uh, yeah, we saw some great promo battles this year that I think are worth mentioning. Anyone else have any uh, honorable mentions? No. All right. Uh, I've got one. Um, the uh, the return of Chris Statlander in that an- arcade anarchy match where she was oh, in the stuff yeah, and she was, was in the, in the stuff machine. Yeah, yeah. And she He's in the out. UFO catcher. <laughs> yeah. That was yes. a really good spot when that she was punched out the, the plexiglass and it just launched uh, Penelope Ford. That was very cool spot. I feel like such a bummer. Like that was a long term injury. She was gone for a long time. She was one of our like early favorites, right? Like she was like someone from the uh, early days of AEW that I was really into. And then the mingling with the, uh, the best friends, the best friends have sort of been on the back burner. It feels like, which is probably good, but I fully expect them to be back at some point. And uh, she came back fucking talk about yoked Erica. She might be able to give you a run for uh, your money at the gym. She came I mean, back in incredible shape. Yep. You know, as, as I mean, look, and the power I, I, matches, she does all she does everything, but her power game is fucking incredible. It's like it disturbingly is, it's, good. It's it is incredible. And like, you know, I mean, I look, we all have body issues, but like, like if man, if I could work out and like be like like Chris Statlander, like like that's like I just think she's just like like kind of just the perfect, I hate to say specimen, that sounds so disgusting. Um, but like, no, she, like she returned stronger than ever. It's, it's anytime a wrestler goes out long-term with an injury, you can't wait for them to come back and you hope that yeah. they're stronger than ever. And like, she was that tenfold and uh, it, 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 well, she's now a member of chaos as is Sue so which is great i guess maybe that's my honorable mention you know because someone went to twitter and 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 asked rocky romero hey is sue a member of chaos now and he's like can confirm sue was a member of chaos (laughs) so so i mean that's fantastic because there's been no women in chaos ever and now there are two I want them to accompany a, a chaos member on wrestle kingdom and the band to be made up like a mad max car with like flags on it and everybody in armor and just like it'd be hilarious okada are you listening okada, <laughs> you <go>. hello <laughs> you know I, I found out a few weeks ago on this podcast that i have body issues so you're right yeah we all have body issues oh well, oh geez <laughs> Man, he didn't yeah. hear me talking about how he was going to come on here with an elf costume with like the abs uh, cut out so he could show him off. <laughs> we yeah, talk- I was in that, that 10 minutes while we were all waiting for you. Right. Jesus. <laughs> he was he was tending to his lady who, who I know. hit her noggin. Yes. Damn it. She's a little boozy. Okay. Was, she was already there- hung over from last night. Were there any witnesses? You're awfully defensive. Um, the other, uh, <laughs> the other honorable mention. I love Eddie Kingston from from Daniel Bryan to CM Punk, like just fucking phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Like that yeah. that little arc of him and with the article released about his his sort of like his yeah. his life. It was just That's what awesome. a fucking great little moment 
for yeah. Eddie Kingston that uh, is such a fan favorite. So that was definitely on my list uh, in terms of yeah, that. Yeah. He feels like a guy that before AEW was a thing, probably thought his best days were behind him. Yeah. And only yeah. to find out that you're at, at his age and at the, the amount of time that he's been wrestling that like, no, 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 your best days are still ahead. Yeah. It's got to be uh, both. For, for somebody with anxiety, it's got to be both uh, terrifying, but also a bit of a relief. Sure. A bit of like, cool. And like, exciting. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to also shout out some of the older quote unquote wrestlers that are giving us some damn good matches. Christian, Edge, Sting, those guys yeah. putting on some. Uh, good- at, least, at least one of them. What? At least what? one of those na- at least one of those names is still giving us good matches, I'd say. All not, three. Not, you should shit on Edge and Sting. <laughs> yeah, I you certainly am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I've liked really? Edge's matches what I've seen. I haven't seen Yeah. Uh, Sting seen put on a, a good performance, uh, his last pay-per-view match. Sting is, to- Sting is doing fine work for a man his age in tag team matches. That's what I mean. Okay, he had that spot people, off the Chuck. stage. <laughs> He's Man. in his sixties. What do you want? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. What? <sighs> Edge yeah. is Edge is giving me matches where they're piping in crowd cheers. Like this is the most controversial. It's the most controversial top five list of all time. I know what is <laughs> happening. Yeah. Why do you I, hate I, Edge, Chuck? What? Jesus! Why do you hate Roman, his match with He's... Roman Reigns? Hell in the his matches Edge, with Seth Rollins. Are you Edge serious? has not aged well, and it only enforces the fact that I also have not aged well when I have to look at him on television. Okay, you... no. okay. No. Don't bring your personal issues onto the show. It is disturbing. You can see his entire skeleton because the yeah, skin no, on his face yeah. is so tightly wrapped around it. Very true. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I'm going to turn this mood around uh, with three words. Three words, and I think this is the perfect way to send off the show. Big Van Vader. Hey! hey! <laughs> he once knocked. He once knocked. Uh, got his uh, his eyeball knocked out. Oh, poor guy. Well, as far oh. as end of the year shows, I feel good about this one. This yeah, I, I think I think we brought it until until Chuck pissed me off during the list. But that's cool. If I don't piss you off at least once a week these days, I feel like it's my job. I know you're doing a fantastic. At least once a week, I got to just kind of needle you a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, uh, let's uh, let's let's start. Actually, we're going to do this a little different. Erica, um, I'm going to start with you. Uh, How can people find you? Uh, Well, uh, last time I checked, they can Google me. So there you go. That's right. Google Erica Chuck. Nice. We go to you next. Where can people find you? Uh, unfortunately, you can find me at the website roblifefieldfeet.com, which forwards to my Twitch stream. Uh, that's where you can check us out recording Nerd Radio on Wednesday afternoons. So you can check out the Nerd Radio podcast, nice. wraf.com. Nice. All right. Justin Valentine, it's a holiday week. It's Christmas. Your last, your last sign off for the year. Oh man, yes, yes. Um, Chuck's favorite podcast, of course. I gotta start there. JV Sports Talk pay per view pod during the holidays. It'll be out for day one um, at PPV underscores pod and then on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then uh, jvsportstalk.com and at JV underscore sports underscore talk. All right. And I'm Shawnee Constant. You don't need to find me right now. Um, 
Have fun, everybody. Be safe. Merry it's Christmas. <laughs> Don't fall in the hole. All right. Jace also that. sent us a list. Jace Bell over on the. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I posted something. I posted the uh, the thing with the Twitter, and I asked you all to comment to see if we could. Ju- I, did you guys comment? Did you all go in and comment? Listen. Yesterday, the thing you said yesterday. Yeah, hey, absolutely. You, man. I I think I forgot. I I apologize. That's on me, brother. I, I, was, I have I have yeah. a lot of I have a lot of deadlines and I was out and about last night, so right, I was. No, no, this is actually perfect. This is perfect. I shit the bed. So no, no, this is perfect. Yeah. This Erica is perfect shit the bed. I, next I have week no after Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Uh, Justin's going to RAW, so we're not doing a show, and then we're yes. going to come back bigger and stronger than ever, and yeah. so um, we're going to start hopefully to, together in the studio. Start to check that group every day or two if you can just oh, maybe chime in okay we're gonna get that thing going um oh so jace bell yeah yeah he's seeing punk's debuts on there um okay. gage versus jericho he had cardona versus gage oh I, okay it was that's a hell fair. of a moment if you're a hardcore fan that's i was gonna say he's clearly a hardcore right? fan or yeah 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 um i thought this was interesting lucha uh versus bucks in a steel cage it's a match that uh, I, 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 I don't think that was that's really full gear right no, that was uh, that was no, all out. That was all, out. All, that was all out. Oh, okay. And then um, he had now uh, Shibata versus Jack Saber Jr. Erica, do you have any thoughts on this? Shibata also coming back for Wrestle Kingdom. It looks like well, no yeah. headbutts, <laughs> sir. He should, his no. new gimmick should involve a turban that is just stuffed with cotton. I I I wholeheartedly agree. I don't know what Shibata's match is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, but obviously he announced that January fourth. He's got a match. And yeah, when he came out for that little exhibition with um, uh, ZSJ, uh, it was very much like, oh, my God, like it it was very cool because, I mean, let's face it, like he should be dead. He should be very dead, famously dead. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel the same about Takahashi. And um, oh, yeah, I feel the same about uh, fucking the kid who. um, Oh, my Lord. uh, uh, he used to be with Kenny Omega. Uh, um, oh, Koda. To... Oh, yeah. Koda yeah, Bushi. Thank you. Koda Bushi. Yes, yes. Once again, it ain't a Koda Bushi match until he gets dropped on his heed. Yeah. So uh, several times where he's like, like you're like, oh, that's going to end it. Um, yeah. But, but oddly doesn't... enough, not the time that he's holding uh, a, a lit a fucking um, <laughs> firework. Uh, firework torch directly into his own face. That is yeah. one of the times that I watch now where I'm like, you are safer than just being in the ring, sir. <laughs> right. Um, Fighting in a canoe. So uh, I did write down some episode titles, whether or not we want to use them is up to you, Shawnee. But um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six options that tickled my my fancy. Uh, starting off, obviously, with Justin's Big Taco Bell Cup. That's my first. <laughs> that's my first one. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twenty twenty one. We're doing the thing. Because at one point we said that. And then 2021 Redux, shit on a big stage. Uh, <laughs> then shout out to business. Shout out to business. Uh, and then I have just quotes. Ah, wrestling. Attributed to Johnny and Erica, comma, frequently. And then, <laughs> and then last but not least, 2021 Redux, 
box-like structure. <laughs> well, I like that. So bring back them. the box-like structure in 2022. What we do is 2020, we call it, since it's a review, 2021 in a box structure. I like that. Yeah. 2021 in a festive box like structure. Right, exactly. Festive. Festive box like structure. (sighs) Writing it down. Writing it down. Nice. Made it. Made it. Guys, I made a dollar last night. I heard a whole dollar. Nice. I made a whole dollar. Put it in my mouth. I don't know where that dollar's been. Let me tell. If you don't, if somehow you don't get COVID from that, I think you're, you're uh, clear to just start. <laughs> yeah, right? You're clear to just start licking <laughs> doorknobs <laughs> and handrails. Yeah. Not, and just not my, not my smartest moment. That was just so, kind of the, I hope you'll, I hope you'll include this in the, in the episode, maybe in the end, but I looked this up last week and I didn't get a mention. Uh, yeah, this is the end of the fucking episode, Chuck. Where else? Okay. Would we well, shut up and let me say my thing. I I didn't get an opportunity to mention this last week, but okay. So 2021, we just went over like all the big shit that happened in 2021. 10 years ago was the CM Punk money in the bank year. Ah, 10 years before that was the WCW invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Fascinating. I was just, I was looking shit up and I was like, man, I wonder what happened 10 years ago. And I'm looking through WWE pay-per-views like, Oh shit, that was when CM Punk, like that was the pipe bomb and money in the bank, and that was a fucking banger of a year. Yeah. Chuck trying to make us all feel old. Cool. Fucking Mayans were right, man. So it's the it's the 11s in the 2021s. So yeah. Looking forward to wrestling being very interesting again in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait out the next 10 years. Listen, the twos, I feel like the twos have done okay. The twos ain't great. <laughs> no. The twos, uh, let's 2000, see. 2012 was good. 2012. What happened in 2012? This is the fascinating rabbit hole that we are going down. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, quick, look year. up what was happening in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, uh, 2012. It was WrestleMania 28. That was the once in a lifetime rock and John Cena match that they Ter- took an entire year to build toward. Yeah. See, 2011 wasn't that great. So that was like pretty good uh, until CM Punk. John Cena, as we know, is fucking phenomenal on the mic. And The Rock, would you say, <laughs> sucks Not dick? that great. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was the direct quote. <laughs> direct quote. <laughs> That's paraphrasing. You know, and something like that. 2000, 2002 was the year of the, the, first, uh, the first draft, the first yeah. brand split. Shawn Michaels came back. Take that as you will. That was, I mean, it had some high Shawn points, Michaels but it had some low back. points. Had WrestleMania 18. WrestleMania 18. This is a Hogan Rock WrestleMania. So yeah, Eric Bischoff came to to WWE. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if that was a high point. The and first brought, Elimination Chamber. He brought See, the. If H-O-A I had my drops, I'd play back up, Terry. Back up, Terry. With all the exploding <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Did> you <laughs> say, someone mentions Hulk Hogan, I'm gonna play. Yep. Did you back say up, you Terry? brought the HLA? <laughs> I said no. I said he brought HLA with him. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, two, the twos were okay. I don't know. I've always been a fan of Japan the six. 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. a good question. Yeah, right. Shit. Well, I watch. Well, I, Chuck, are you still watching NXT at all or no? Have you given no. up? No. I've given up. I, I've given I, up. After wow. that last takeover, I don't like, there's, 
there's a handful of people I still like there, but there's also a handful of people I still like on Raw, and I ain't sitting through three yeah. hours of that. So yeah, NXT is in the same realm as Impact for me. I will keep an eye on what's going on over there, but I'm not watching it. I I, I hate what they've done to that brand, and I hate it because I just got like really like fully into it. And then they just blew it up for no reason. And, you know, no somebody, offense to any of the performers there. I, I, no disrespect, but. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. The, the fucking Full Sail days. Talk man, so many episodes that we pined oh, on yeah. and on, Chuck, that have yeah. all been deleted. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. <laughs> and I New won't say NXT. the rest of the song. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a situation, right, where there's going to have to be like a groundswell from the fans that do watch. And it, it, you know, gets contagious is yeah. like until that happens. And whether that's a year from now or six years from right. now, it's like, who the fuck knows? Right. It's, but it's so like, funny. Go ahead. Okay. So I, I looked up Wrestle Kingdom from 2012, which is, I believe, Wrestle Kingdom seven. Uh, the main event was Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki for the heavyweight. Oh. title. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Go um, and Naomichi versus Chaos Top Team, which was Shinsuke Nakamura and Toro Yanu or Yano. Uh, love <laughs> that. 